0: you are listening to the oreo cast hey what's up guys this is the oreo cast episode three uh with myself marino and my boy trevor uh we took about a month off between recordings due to some outside circumstances. And uh, we're uh, back in the building. We're here. We're live. We're ready to go. And um, it's good to be back. And the timing couldn't be better. Uh, The NFL season's starting. And so we got a lot of news to cover. Uh, Obviously, we're not going to get everything in once. So uh, we're going to basically cover about the two most notable things that have come out uh pertaining to the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns. And if you know what that is, we'll get into it. Um in terms of anything outside of that, there's really not not much out right now that I know of. Um everything's been kind of like smooth, you know, not much going on, usual stuff, injuries, guys fighting for roster spots, things like that. Uh, I've been watching some preseason games. I don't think uh, Trevor here has been watching anything. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's standard stuff. I mean, it's not, not regular season stuff. We're waiting for that. It's coming about two weeks from now. So two, two three weeks from now. So, but uh, anyway, other than that, let's uh, just get right into it. Uh, first, we're going to talk about what's going on down in Miami, not too far from me with the Dolphins. Uh, recently, the Dolphins were hit with some fines and suspensions. Uh, the Miami Dolphins were hit with a $1.5 million fine. Stephen Ross, the owner, and Bruce Beal, the vice chair of the Dolphins, were suspended. And um, they also lost, more importantly, they lost a first-rounder, a third-rounder, uh, so that's that's a, that's a lot to lose, um, especially in future picks, uh, things like that. So um, you know it, it's pretty crazy to think about it. And really what it stemmed from was uh, shortly after last season when Brian Flores was unceremoniously fired, which you know me and him me and Trevor have been talking about it that it was kind of out of, out of left field. I knew the guy wasn't, you know, the team wasn't where it needed to be, but I felt like he had the direction that he was going in and suddenly he was fired. But uh, when more details came out, we realized what was really going on. Uh, He said a couple choice words, uh, one of them being that he was told to lose games on purpose, $100,000. And the biggest thing that more like the NFL wanted to look at was the fact that, uh, he was brought into, tried to be lured into a meeting with a player that was employed by another team about potentially coming to the Dolphins. Uh, we later now learned that that was Tom Brady when he was in New Orleans and in Tampa Bay. And then later on, we found out that he was also talking to Sean Payton of the Saint, of, uh, New Orleans Saints also and uh in that world, we call tampering, so the dolphins were uh punished for that uh felt like it was too little of of a uh of a punishment. I think they should have been more um but uh, I'll jump it over to you, Trevor. What did you think about uh everything that's transpired with the dolphins oh. yeah mm-hmm. well
1: i i'd I'd rather hear. I'd rather hear Flores speak about, you know, after the after the whole situation ended with the fine and the um, forfeiting of the draft picks, the penalties and everything. I I really would love to hear what Flores says about it, but I don't think he did make a statement after the uh, announcement
0: of the penalties. Well, that's a good thing you said that. He did say something. Really? Yeah, I didn't uh, he did come out uh, and he said a statement. Uh, in the article from CNBC, uh, we're sourcing it. I'll read it verbatim. Flores yeah, said Flores said in a statement that he was thankful that the NFL investigator found my factual allegations against Stephen Ross are true. At the same time, I am disappointed to learn that the investigator minimized Mr. Ross's efforts and pressured to tank games. Mr. Ross will avoid any meaningful consequence. There is nothing more important when it comes to the game of football itself than the integrity of the game. So that was the statement from, uh, from Brian Flores about that. And if anything, too, we also have the statement from Ross, which I could find right here. Yes. The independent investigation cleared our organization on any issues related to tanking. With regards to tampering, I strongly disagree with the conclusions and the punishment. However, I will accept the outcome.
1: He's got no choice to accept it.
0: Yes, but you notice how he had more joy in not being implicated for the tanking, but more that he accepted going through obviously with getting hit with the tampering of speaking with uh, the individuals, so... Uh I just think you know overall the situation just got real messy there. Obviously Steven Ross has had a history of uh of acts when it comes to him and you know just meddling as an owner. Um it's been like that way since he bought the franchise back way well, back in 2008. Um so it's just it just hasn't been a good good thing. Obviously I vividly remember when the bullying scandal Happened a few years back. Remember that? Yep. It was Richie Incognito. Richie Incognito. Uh, I don't remember the other player's name who he was bullying. But I remember the player then ending up, you know, I think threatening an airport. The guy mentally just, you know, was broken. So it's just, it was just crazy. I mean, it's been like this under his leadership. Obviously, we also went through one year of uh, Jake Cutler. His, his name his was last... jonathan, Mar- jonathan martin jonathan martin yeah yeah um and also we went through one year of uh, jay cutler which that was a, a mess on its own so
1: he um, was totally on his way out at
0: the end mm, of the mm-hmm. and now he's uh, enjoying reality tv shows so good for him <laughs> um but yeah i mean at the end of the day it's 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 been unreal and this is just another chapter in the uh, Stephen Ross tenure. Um, this is honestly terrible. You know, it makes me question every year as a Dolphins fan if I want to continue being a fan of this team when I put my hope in every year and suddenly it's like they just punch me in the dick and say, "Do you like it?" It's gonna keep coming. and it's like, oh man, I don't know. I mean, you know this. I've I've taken two. Uh, uh the the Philadelphia Eagles as like my second team you know and 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 sometimes I've even leaned heavily on that because I just I just can't stomach sometimes to watch a dolphins game now obviously this year might be different because they obviously have a new coach paid a lot of money for Tyreek Hill um obviously I think they overpaid him overpaid him but we'll see about that we'll go from there and obviously the most important thing was that they brought in offensive linemen uh which is something we've had issues with I mean probably since Dan Reno retired.
1: Can, can we just go back to the topic of Dolphins owner Steve Ross suspended? Cuz we just went off and I really think about the penalties that he had was like the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about a billionaire who gets fined 1.5 million? That's like pocket change to him. Oh, yeah, it's
0: full pocket change for a guy like that. Um I think the yeah, biggest
1: uh, the biggest loss for them was the first round pick for next year's draft. That yeah. was the biggest loss.
0: Yeah, it's a big loss. <clears throat> they lost a draft pick. So if you know if God forbid they have a bad season, they don't have that pick. They would well, have, it to have to doesn't even matter
1: what kind of season they have. They would have to tra-
0: they would have to trade for that pick if they want that back. If they want to get back in the draft they'd have to trade for that uh first round yeah, pick again what, so
1: what leverage do they have in the draft what like lever- i mean they have no first round pick and they're going to try to get in the first round with what they have um, nothing to nothing to trade
0: Well, nothing to trade but they also have don't, they, they don't really have much to give they don't have point. anything to give exactly that's yeah.
1: what i'm saying like what do you trade what do you trade as a Dolphins fan what do you trade
0: a you got players
1: Tua, who's inconsistent right now and then you got Tyreek Hill who way overpaid Way overpaid. So I don't even know who the heck you would trade. You have no you have no first round pick. Well you can trade your second round, but then again, if they trade the second round, they're only shooting themselves in the foot.
0: Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, they done, you know, so they probably won't be in the draft. I wouldn't say if if I'm not surprised if they do somehow do some weird stuff in the off season, but I think this right now the team that they have, I think this is like their win or nothing type team. think they're trying to go all in um and it's really funny how and going back to steven ross with brian flores you know obviously brian flores was working with a team that had obvious holes and flaws and he made it work obviously you know the seasons that he was there they lost at first and then starting around halfway through the year they had a turnaround but obviously it wasn't enough for them to make the playoffs um they fired him and then suddenly He's, you know, Mike McDaniels, you know, an unknown first time head coach comes in and suddenly Stephen Ross has all the money in the world to spend on players. So it's just adding a, another chapter in, in in how this guy is handling the team. But it's like you like you said, the, the, the other than the draft picks being the biggest thing, the punishments that were laid on him was chump change. I mean yep. I would you know this guy this guy probably doesn't care if he's not in the in the stadium all he is is sits in the press box and watches the game from afar he's not like on the field yelling at players and telling them what to do he's 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 up there in the press box just watching so for him hell I'm coming back in October so I can care less 1.5 million that's like uh you know that's like section 404 in the in the stadium I can get that back in three games. So it's just, you know, it's just crazy to think about it. Um, Don't forget merchandise. Merchandise. You know, you can get that all back, because trust me, I'm on Twitter. I see these Dolphins, these uh, Dolphin weirdo fans, you know, man. They'll they'll follow them no matter what, you know. They could be throwing a pile of shit in their face. Sorry for my language, but they'll be throwing crap in their face, and they'll be like, ooh, give me more. I'd love to see it. I'm but not there's nothing
1: prof- to give. I don't understand. The Dolphins have been mediocre at best for the past what two decades? Yeah. I mean, look, they only won they won the division in one one year out of what two two decades maybe? That was what I 08? Think, that was when Brady went down with the ACL injury?
0: I think they did win the division two at some point, I think in like oh one online in 2000 2001 but that was pretty much the last time but right, yeah I'm just saying, it's been the almost last time. two
1: decades like i'm saying that's why almost two decades you got yeah. you got no accomplishments in almost two two decades like what does that tell you as a franchise they're not yeah. they're not dedicated to win
0: yeah they don't, not, don't not, try every year yeah they're not into it so no, they're not um you know you got his fancy little you know he got the stadium that you know he did his little upgrades on and And then, you know, he paid out of pocket. So that just tells me alone that he won't be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, Now, another note on top of that is due to it, because we were talking about Ross, also his um, vice chairman, uh, Mr. Beal, he was also uh, punished for it because he was the one that was speaking with. Um, Sean Payton's uh, agent, Mr. Bruce Beal, That's the man that we're speaking of. He was fined $500,000 and he got suspended the entire season. So he can't be there until basically he can't be involved with the Dolphins until 2023. Um, Wow. And this actually is of note because uh, it came out that uh, he was actually going to be Stephen ross's successor so Stephen ross was actually going to in the case of his death or he wanted to sell the team mr beal was going to be his is basically his next man up you know in case he he's gone and with this now um obviously the nfl owners would have to approve that he would take over and obviously after this it ain't gonna happen yeah, it ain't happening so now mr ross is now going to put his daughter as the new uh, person to take over when he's done um so that's just something of note in that hopefully maybe she'll either take control and then sell the team right after to somebody who will actually put this team in the right direction and go from there but uh
1: but you know what my...
0: mm-hmm.
1: if i was a dolphins fan and the owner stated that he's gonna have his daughter be the next owner even if it was his son my fear would be if i was a dolphins fan you have how many was it 2008 he got the team yeah right so since 2008 they've probably won what like a division title and maybe that's it so she's gonna learn from his experience and his experience is quite frankly crap so she's gonna be like well if he ran it this way i'm gonna run it like that too well i mean look at i mean look you already know that in dallas do you already know that was it steven jones steven jones is going to take over when his um father either passes it down or you know gets to that point of age where he passes away but it's the same situation as that look at the, the cowboys literally jerry jones runs the entire franchise nothing goes past him so yeah. it, it's the to me to me honestly the Cowboys and the Dolphins are in the same position. But the Cowboys have had more success than the Dolphins have.
0: But they have the same amount of championships to show for it. Yeah, since, I mean, yeah, it's true. Since 1995, <laughs> a.k.a. zero. Super Bowl appearances, zero.
1: My God. I mean, at least my Eagles won a Super Bowl. It's so yeah. funny to still say You know, it's so funny to still say that, because every time I say that, I just get, like, chills, because it's like, oh, man, that actually happened. I witnessed it. It's pretty cool. Because like they failed what they went to the they won what three three years or four years in a row, I believe. I can't remember off the top of my head. Like in the two thousand in two thousand what one, two, no, two thousand two, three, four, or something like that. And then
0: um Yeah, Super Bowl appearance.
1: It, they made it one time and then they lost against the Patriots by three points.
0: And they got the revenge, you yep. know. Was it yep. about was it thirteen years later? give or take I don't know
1: Brad to me I know I just went off topic but to me the Dolphins are in the same position as the Cowboys in terms of ownership
0: dysfunction owner meddling you know it's it's just
1: control if you're an owner
0: honestly if you're an
1: owner or if I was an owner I wouldn't be all over everybody's ass I would that's why you have people below you that you hire that take control over that And if there's a situation where you have to step in, then step in. But, you know, overstepping your boundaries, that's a problem. And that's why I think Jerry Jones and Stephen Ross are a a big issue here. So, floor is yours.
0: I mean, you're right on the money with it. Obviously, anytime you see dysfunction in an organization, anytime you see issues in an organization, it always starts from the top. And when it comes to, let's say, Hell, we can even obviously we will talk more about the Browns, but even with the Browns, the owner, Jimmy Haslam. I mean, how many years has the Browns been in the in the pits? Oh, for, God, for so long. I mean, since they came back to to Cleveland. I don't even call them the real Browns. They're like the secondary Browns. The real Browns yeah. are in or in, you know, Baltimore. won two championships. So, you know, it's just all about ownership. You know, who 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 I mean we have, I mean you can I can pull up a page and I can show bad owners in NFL history and there's just a laundry list of them either it's the case of being too cheap being too controlling not knowing what they're doing things like that but obviously this is our modern day I mean we even have with Dolphins we even had there was even possible talks of Dolphins getting moved out of you know moved out of the state possibly getting moved to Vegas obviously Vegas that would be um, terrible you know, obviously Raiders became the Vegas. It's funny because Ross was the only one that voted against the Raiders going to Vegas.
1: Because he wanted to move there.
0: Yes. So um, so he had no choice but to put a roof over the... Put a semi-roof. He didn't even put a full roof. He put a semi-roof over the hard rock, whatever they call it now. And uh, he raked in all the money from it. I think he paid out his own pocket, which was, awesome, which was surprising. I thought he was going to extort Miami out of it. But uh anyway, I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's what eighty-five years old. He's he doesn't have there. he doesn't have many years left, hopefully. And he won't be in and out of the organization very long. So hopefully then, you know, when he decides he wants to hang it up, let's say his daughter does take over. Hopefully she'll take it and say, either she says, I just want to be the owner. I don't want anything to do with the football operations. Just right hire somebody that can put it in, which that's also might be a slippery slope to go on.
1: Well, I hope, Um, dude, I'm telling you, if I was a Dolphins fan, man, I I hope that when she takes it over, I hope she runs it well, like really runs it well, not following her her dad's footsteps on how to run an organization because he doesn't know how to.
0: I hope so too. I really do. But obviously at the end of the day, to be an owner, to be a championship winning owner, you need to be able to spend. And there's not a lot of people, especially owners in the league right now that were willing to spend money to win championships yeah but look at craft man craft they, they spent the bare minimum for years and how many championships did they win a lot when you have a generational quarterback that's ready to take pay cuts that's also another thing yeah, true but that but,
1: doesn't you know but that about doesn't coaching coaching is a big part of that too
0: that's true belichick's
1: too. a great coach he, he is a great coach
0: well he's not cheating
1: Yeah, when he's not cheating, exactly.
0: I have to note that because that's the Patriots. Patriot way. Patriots, Patriot way to cheat. But when they're not, they're good. So, but yeah, it's like you said, coaching, who you're hiring. Do you have the right personnel? And obviously, I'll rest my case and I'll see. As I say every year with the Dolphins, I'll wait and see. I'm not going to completely jump in and be like, oh, Dolphins, Super Bowl, playoff. No. I'll wait and see. I'll wait until mid season before I put my judgment down. If anybody wants to come out and say, Oh, well, that's bandwagoning, you're waiting until the team's good before you jump on. I said, Yeah, because I don't want to jump on it. It's like it's like the Titanic. You know, if I knew the Titanic was sinking, you think I'm gonna jump on it? No. If it's sinking, I'm dating off. I want to survive. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna now if the ship stays afloat, I'm jumping on. Hey, I'm getting out of there. Yeah. So you know, anything. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And obviously, I uh, hope hope Flores does well in in, in Pittsburgh. I know he's, he's such there a great now. Coach. Um, and I know that a lot of you know they're always saying a lot of Pittsburgh players and fans are like saying that they they like Flores there too. Obviously, Flores probably does a lot better as a coordinator. Um, but obviously, if he gets another shot as a coach, maybe. Which he should. maybe down the road hopefully he's able to take advantage of that and hopefully he doesn't have a owner uh getting his way on that and a GM that's basically a puppet right
1: yeah literally that's that's like uh like you said the dolphins GM is a puppet
0: yeah yeah Chris Greer I remember Chris I put Greer. a pu- yeah I threw a post up on on Twitter obviously I won't tell people my Twitter but I put a post up and I had him on a milk carton and I said where you at when all the stuff was going down with uh, Flores being fired and everything all that the one statement i didn't hear from or at least i didn't find a statement on was from Chris Greer. They didn't even talk so, about him much after the when that when that situation went down. Mhm. So he it's was like quiet. Oh, Yeah, Ross was the one that was speaking the most on the whole situation and all that so
1: I believe um, he did that because he didn't want Chris Greer to go. So he tried to put the focus on himself which he should, but also even if the focus is on Ross People need to be held accountable, and Greer is someone who needs to be held accountable.
0: Exactly, and he wasn't held very much accountable for it. He just kind of threw it. It was, like, it was one of those situations where it's like you, the GM or the coach, and obviously they have picked the GM. So right. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to add on to that? No,
1: I think I think the Dolphins really just they they royally screwed up. And uh, they're going to be paying the price for it. I don't know what Mike Daniels is going to do as a head coach, but I really think Flores really had that team. And now it's Mike Daniels' team. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, Mike Daniels' team, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, I've been listening to this guy's interviews, and he's a uh, a very peculiar guy. I I haven't gauged him yet. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. So I guess we'll jump over because we actually had some more NFL disciplines happening over in Cleveland. Uh, if anyone's not aware of it, um, some news came out, obviously, in the last uh, few days. You may have heard um, Deshaun Watson, uh, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. He a couple weeks ago at least was uh suspended by the NFL for being involved in the sexual misconduct allegations due to his um all his massaging sessions that he had while he was a Texan. Um about 30 women, I think 30, 30 to 34 women, uh all made claims against him. And uh obviously throughout the whole proceeding events it led to him being suspended by six games with the um individual uh, prosecutor who was a joint prosecutor between the nfl and the nfl pa obviously within two days the nfl didn't like that judgment because they wanted him suspended for a full year goodell hires a his own guy and then they got to the conclusion about a few days ago Deshaun Watson, suspended 11 games, fined $5 million. Uh, and we got to, we're at this point now. Uh, wanted to get your opinion first on the ruling. And uh, want to see what you think. And then I guess we'll have a, a little jaunt through his entire uh, timeline. So what did you think about the ruling? Was the ruling right? Was it wrong? What do you think? In my opinion,
1: I thought it was wrong. I think they should have had a more strict outcome because I mean, when you have twenty two cases of sexual assault, that's a pretty big deal. I'm not saying all of them are, you know, correct or some of them are accusations are wrong out of twenty two people, but out of twenty you know, the twenty two, there's gotta be at least three or four that are actually, you know, it's true. Right, you gotta believe at least three or four of them, and the fact that he paid most of them off, I mean, what does that tell you like wh- come on. like what what does that tell you if you're if you're paying off the people that are suing you, I mean, to me, that's just hiding something, but I mean his I mean he's getting fined five million, and I thought the funny thing about this is. He's going to undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts. That's going to be funny. So, he's going to be I evaluated. It, I like, call it on. sexual. I call it sexual remediation. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to say, "Hey, man, you got to keep it in your pants." Like, what? What? What, what do you? What do you do? This guy is. How much was his contract? Two hundred something million, right? Two hundred yeah, something, and he gets fined
0: five. Yeah, five like, million what is dollars. That? That's like giving five, a penny. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much uh this, this,
1: okay. This is this is what's this is what's the bullshit wrong with the these, these athletes. I'm just gonna say like the problem is is that and not just the athletes, you know, management, corporation, whatever, is that what really aggravates me is that it just shows you money talks, right? Because the think about it, if anyone any one of us at, at least one accusation, our life would be forever. Ruined, straight up. Especially if you're a man. But the fact of the matter is, is that since money talks, he's only getting eleven games. I mean, come on, it's like it's like if you go to work and you sexually assault your coworker who's helping you, and you get away with eleven, like you get away with eleven months of you know you're suspended eleven months, but you get to come back. You got a brand new awesome contract. You're pretty much the highest paid player so it's like he's coming back like a with a with a bigger promotion in reality look at ray rice remember in that situation
0: yeah the video of him hitting his wife in the elevator yeah
1: yeah so to me I think it's complete bullshit honestly I if I was the NFL I I would have just said you know what dude we can't have you in this You're, you're you make the NFL look bad plus you need to be in jail so or prison You need to be in prison, because you can't tell me that out of the 22, they were all wrong. It was all false. Or not, he wasn't guilty out of 22 um, lawsuits. Come on, 22, man. But the one thing that was weird to me is that they each had the same story. The same story of what happened.
0: Yeah, they were massaging him. He started touching himself. Then he tried to touch them. Well, they felt uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it's just the whole the whole thing was just kind of odd to me. Yeah. Out of twenty two people, you're trying to say all of them said he wasn't guilty. Well, Out of twenty two,
0: get this debt, and this is an article on the Athletic. It uh, highlights all of you know the total history of. Uh, everything beginning from the start of the allegations, obviously now to the suspensions. There was one excerpt that I found that was honestly one of the craziest things I ever heard. In a 17 month period, Deshaun Watson had 66 massages. That's a lot. And That's a lot. Do, and if you do the math on that, essentially he had pretty much about a massage, one massage a week, which means he was having four massages a month. Now I don't know about you, unless you're someone who's having terrible body issues, or you know you can't function. I haven't heard of anybody going to a masseuse every week.
1: Yeah, I've, 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 I've never heard that either. I personally went once in the past year, maybe two years. Yeah, probably two years. Yeah, probably before some, I moved up to Philly.
0: Yeah, probably something you did with you know with a significant other or whatever as like a right a thing. But not you on your own going to a masseuse. Remember, this was 30 plus women. So he was going to just a new masseuse every, pretty much every single month. It's just unheard of. Tom Brady
1: had the same masseuse his whole career. And Watson went through how many again? We we say 30? 30. And 22 out of the 30 filed a lawsuit against allegations of sexual assault.
0: Thirty-four, I think. Thirty-four. This man
1: had thirty-four masseuses. Okay, thirty-four. Twenty-two of them came out and said he sexually assaulted them. He has basically no suspension besides eleven games, which is honestly bullshit. And of yeah. course, you know, you know what's funny about this? Look, this is this is the most bullshit thing right here. Is that he's coming back? He is literally playing again on November twenty-eighth. And he gets to verse his
0: old team, the Houston Texans.
1: Like, come on, you tell me that's not set up.
0: Like, yeah. come his, on, man. His last game, I think, was in Houston, and his first game back is in Houston.
1: Right. That's just to me. That's just like the NFL, the NFL PA and the NFL. When they when they were talking about you know the actual suspension of what they want, they literally said, "Okay, well, we don't we don't mind you suspending them for a year, but." You know, it'd be really good to make some money when he comes back, right? so let's just let's just make the real good money on his a- arrival in Houston, where he last played. Like come on, that's just to me, that's just like setup. right that's just ridiculous to me. So I don't know, I'm pretty pissed off about the Watson thing. I sh- I think he should never even play anymore. I think he should be ashamed of himself. but the problem is is that he wasn't guilty. so I can't really dig him. But at the same time you're telling me 22 women were were falsely accusing him and he paid yeah, off yeah. most of them but yeah. like what what does it make sense to me oh he's not guilty really you're telling me he's not guilty i
0: don't believe that
1: i honestly believe out of the 22 at least three or four of them were actually true at least
0: yeah he was but, um he was acquitted by a grand jury so he didn't ever faced any criminal charges.
1: He could have paid off the fucking Jerry man. I Man's yeah, got like, so much money. You think? Um, you think? Hey man, I'll give you thirty thousand dollars if you if you say uh, I wasn't guilty. Yeah, two hundred thirty
0: million dollars guaranteed. But Thirty being, grand
1: is like a dollar. Damn. Yeah.
0: And I think he only loses to about six hundred thousand in game checks because right. because the Browns only, knew. He only signed a He only is guaranteed. He's uh guaranteed his, one million this year. His first, his first year. Not even guaranteed. His first year in game checks was only one million dollars.
1: Right. Because the Browns knew that he probably wasn't going to be available most of the season. So even, and you know, Watson agreed to that because he knows, yeah, they're going to, you know, suspend me. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care. You're suspend me all you want. And then here we go. 11 games. And then he comes back, you know, to face the Texans. Which is bullshit, because they set that up perfectly. But, dude, I'm telling you, it, it it's so rigged, man. The whole thing is just odd.
0: It's pretty much an indication after this that um, the NFL uh, does not care about women, violence, or... Sexual violence against women. It's they pretty don't. obvious on that.
1: Look, look! Look what the the Washington Commanders owner, Dan Snyder, with the, with the cheerleaders. Look at
0: that. All he got was a fine.
1: Yeah, like, come on, man! Like, really, really? You can, it it just it really shows you, like you said, they just they don't care about women. And then you know now they're being like, well, you know, this is going to be the first lady who gets a coaching position. What are you trying to make it up or something? You're trying to make up for all the bad shit that happened over the past of these these women that are basically going to be traumatized for the rest of their life, and you're deciding, well, we hired a female coach, so this is good. Yeah, that's that's not enough. You clearly your your past actions totally dignify what you are now. You just look over the shoulder, slap on the wrist, and just continue making your money. But well, yep, yeah, we hired a female coach. Shut the fuck up. It, it's it's. It's ridiculous to me man i I mean the whole thing is
0: odd yeah I mean look at um other players that have gotten similar to harsher um suspensions I mean we just had recently Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons he got suspended an entire season for you know doing a fan duel bet on the game
1: yes yeah, uh
0: Josh Gordon I mean he's had his issues in the past and he got. You know, he's been in and out of the league because of uh, marijuana, which, to be honest with you, shouldn't even be an offense that has you basically kicked out of the league anymore. I mean, it's pretty obvious that there's medical reasons behind weed, and he's just been punished and punished over and over and over again. Um, but obviously, with female accusations, it's just, it happened. They say we're sorry. Let's move on. We need them on the field.
1: But wait, let's hire a female coach. And that'll make up for what happened. Oh, that's bullshit. They, so, don't, they don't value women. They don't care. Like, the NBA does a better job with that. And there's some good female coaches out there, man. There's some good women that are great at coaching. And yet, the NFL hires, like, what, two? Maybe three? Oh, remember remember the the uh, the referee... That got hired by the NFL and she became like a full time referee, and she was glorified. So they should they should have allowed women to be referees and even coaches a long time ago, but they didn't because apparently society has that men only know about football. Nah, where I where I am, I tell you some of the smartest people of knowledge of football are women.
0: Yeah, yeah. They know they, they more
1: shit than me sometimes. I'm like, damn, that, how did I not know that?
0: Because guess what, you, they, they kudos
1: for...
0: any, cause that's why anybody can watch tape. Anybody can 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 look at footage. Anybody could be on the field. Anybody. And just because you could be good or bad. Hell, some of our best coaches, some of the greatest coaches of all time, some of the best players of all time, some of them uh, – they weren't even good as players. Some weren't even uh, even players to begin with. There's a lot of coaches that are in the Hall of Fame. They probably, I think, they've maybe played one or two years of NFL. Some haven't had it at all, and yeah. they're you know great. But it's so it's like you don't need to, to have even like female. You think they don't have to be on the field hitting somebody to To be even considered for a coaching position, if you know the ins and, the ins and outs of the NFL game, you know how to run a team, where to put your players in the right spots, how to get to win games. You know they they can do it just as well as the men too. I mean, look at the NBA. How I many is you know you got some female coaches right now on coaching staffs that they're respected by the players because they're very knowledgeable, they understand. And they know how to, to help the player develop and win a game. And they're female. So it's like, what's the issue? Let them, let them have it. But I also don't believe the NFL should have to go out all the way and say this big article and say, female hired by NFL, you know, big, kind coach, whatever. Just hire them. Oh, this person was hired by the, by the commanders as a assistant. Great, Great news. Great news. Because if you're gonna come out and then have say, you know, this guy is sexually assaulting women, then it kills your entire article saying, oh, this big hire, this big referee, um signed whatever. Look, 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 look. No, no don't, don't 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 look at the don't look at this NFL player assaulting women. It's like a complete disconnect of what of what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I I mean
1: when they polarize it with oh look we just hired we hired a new staff member and you should look at us and say well they care about it. yeah but in reality they don't give a fuck. They just trying they're trying to make up for all the damage they did. But you know what? It's it, it's they're, the NFL's reputation is already is already said and done. If it's if it's if it's like related to to the rule of law, let's just sweep under the rug here what's really happening. But it God forbid you gamble. You're gonna be, you're done. You know, it's like Pete Rose with, with baseball. I mean, apparently, apparently, gambling is a bigger concern and bigger punishment than actually sexually assaulting someone. That's yeah. that. That just tells you how the NFL is about. The NFL is purely money. It's all about money. And that's just right there. Money, greed is everything. Money rules and that's all people care about. Especially corporations. Fuck the corporations. Yeah, once I said my piece.
0: I mean you said it out of this, it's money. I mean, how many times have we spoken even in the political spectrum? It's all about money. At the end of the day, they need to turn a profit and if they can find a way to try and PR their way out of a situation just so they can go back to normal and and eventually get to the, back to the point where they're making money. They'll make the money. I mean, we can even go back to Colin Kaepernick. I know it's a topic a lot of people don't like talking about anymore, but it happened. It was there where Colin Kaepernick he took a knee on injustice, got blackballed by the league. Obviously, you know at that time too he hidden as a player he wasn't doing very well but at the same time he was willing to die by the hill and stand up for what he believed in and he got excommunicated by the league because hey he's costing us money we're losing you know this a a good chunk of viewership because they don't want to watch this guy on their TV every week putting his fist up and saying hey you guys are treating us wrong because they want to stay oblivious and the NFL response was, oh, let's have this this big. Um, let's have the end zone say stop racism. People on their on the you know on their helmets can say a decal of what they well, what they want to put. And they did all that, and yet, you know, Kaepernick was at home, you know, not not even getting a chance until he did. And it was almost like it was almost like an interrogation like, oh, if you're going to sign us a team, you can't do this, you can't do that. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's why I brought, I brought the cameras, because I want proof that you guys are giving me a fair chance. You're not letting me speak my own voice while also being a good player. And then, so, it's just been a long thing in the NFL. I mean, I mean, my God, look at, you know, what's going on with um, concussions. How many times has the NFL pushed that their You know, so, so gung ho on trying to protect the players and, you know, their safety. But meanwhile, they're adding, they added a game to the regular season. We're on an 18 game schedule. So you're adding another game, but yet you're worried about player safety.
1: Well, let me, let me just interject here with that. Yeah. The whole thing with the concussions, dude. Well, the, all that research that they put out, the NFL hired people to research about concussions and they hired them for the sole purpose of the of the of the the group of people that they hired the, for the sole purpose for them to basically announce that oh we didn't find enough research on why concussions are happening but judging by our research it's not really liable for a player to get a concussion cuz our research uh, says the opposite like come on man that's like, that's like Michelle Obama with the whole, like, um, with the food. When she had that, like, like uh, you know, kids need to eat healthier food. But you know what? Who funded that? Coca-Cola did. You know, I mean, Coca-Cola made sure their soda stays in the school system. And guess what? It still is. But yet Michelle Obama was so against it. But then look. Nothing happened. Coca-Cola still has their victory. Because it's, it's all fucking money, dude. It's um, all fucking money.
0: Money talks.
1: Yeah, like I said, money fucking talks, dude. It's, it's 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 horrible, man. It's it keeps people's mouths shut, and all this fake shit that comes out all because of money. Money, money, money.
0: Oh my God, look what's happening right now outside of sports. With you know what's going on, in our, you know gas prices going up right now. Oh God, or, you know. Oil companies artificially keeping prices up so they can turn a profit. but you know what there, when the, when the gas prices were
1: almost at its at its peak, you know how much it costs to get an a, a basically an, a, an oil an oil barrel, whatever they call it, it costs the same amount as it did when they had the lowest prices in gas. But yet, how come it's the same price you can get, it's the same price that it was when it was at its lowest, but now apparently at its highest, it's still the same price as it was when it was low. That makes no sense to me, man. And they're charging so much for how much, but yet they they paid the same price as what they did when the gas was extremely low.
0: It's just fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, with everything that's going on with Watson, obviously he's gonna serve a suspension week one, come back week thirteen, and then probably everything will get thrown under the rug, and then you can move on and have this great match of Deshaun Watson back in Houston for the first time.
1: Oh yeah, it's a money grabber right there. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna profit like hell on that week. Mm-hmm. Their 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 ratings are going to go through the roof, the views, everything, because Deshaun Watson is back versus his home team. Okay, he should never even be playing right now. He should be done. He should be should be gone from the NFL. But no, the NFL makes too much money. We got to keep them. I'll tell you what. If if any any kind of situation happened to you with your own job, like let's say let's say you got into a fight or something at, at outside of work, right? You got into a fight. And next you know you're getting sued for assault you'd be you'd be kicked.
0: you're they would fire you they would fire you yeah, on the spot on the spot they find out and then they would put out a statement and said this person no longer works in their our company
1: right because you got arrested and you're gonna have criminal charges against you and they don't want that associated with their corporation their integrity But look, the NFL, though. The NFL, it's okay, man. You could do whatever you want. Look at um, Aaron Hernandez. I mean, same thing.
0: Yeah, he killed his buddy and played the next week.
1: Yeah. It's all about fucking money, dude. Everything's about money.
0: It's all about money, all about money. But, you know, at the end of the day, we haven't heard the end of this. I think uh, at the end of the day, more. It probably will come out, obviously, People think that this is the end. This ain't the end. I mean, come on. How many other players, and have we heard of issues like same thing like Watson, sexual misconduct, violence? They're still around. So this is this is gonna have no end in sight. But at the end of the day, NFL is gonna do whatever they can to try and make sure that money stays in their pocket. So they're not gonna put the effort in All to right. punish a guy. So Man, at, the end, at the end of the day. Money talks. Is there anything else you want to jump in on that? No. Okay. So uh, let's actually now our last thing of the day, or at least of the episode, um, you had sent me a little bit on a lighter note. You sent me a text message. I would say about earlier today um there was something that circulated this was i think about a few weeks ago actually that popped up somebody had made a graphic on twitter and i'll try to explain it for anybody obviously we're in audio but it is a picture of a whole bunch of great players from the 2000s nfl and the title is choose your 2000s all-star offense and basically what it is, it has a row of quarterbacks, a row of running backs, two rows of wide receivers, and a row of tight ends. And it basically says, choose one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, and one tight end. And obviously I've seen the debates of people putting it up, and there were some good debates, so I guess it was nice. You saw that, and you said, hey, we might as well talk about that, and I thought that was a good idea, so... Uh, I will quickly go through the list uh, just so everybody has a preference. Uh, Maybe you will make your decision. Uh, In the quarterback's row, we have Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Drew Brees. In the first running back column, you have LaDainian Tonelson, Edwin James, Marshall Falk, Sean Alexander, Adrian Peterson. Your row of wide receivers, first one, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Reggie Wayne, Isaac Bruce, Larry Fitzgerald. And your second row, Torrey Holt, Marvin Harrison, Chad Johnson, Steve Smith, Hines Ward, and then your tight ends, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Jason Witten, Dallas Clark, and Jeremy Shockey. So that's your comprehensive list of all your players of this two thousand list. Uh, I guess I, you, I let you jump in and say what your list is, because obviously earlier today I made a goof and I pretty much said one of the players yeah, cause on my idiot. list because I'm an idiot. So I'll <laughs> let you jump on the floor first and all say right, well... who is your pick for your offense. Just say uh,
1: the first one, the quarterback, and then we'll debate yours and versus my pick, and then we'll move on from that. But if I had to pick one quarterback from the 2000s, um, it'd be Peyton Manning. Um, there's no question. I just think Peyton Manning was one of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched. And no matter what, every regular season he, he busted his butt and make it to the playoffs almost every single year. And his stats are great. And he, he is one field general that I can really stand behind. But I will, before, before I move on from that, I don't like how it says, on this graphic anyway, it says all-star offense. Where's the linemen? Where's the offensive linemen? How do you have, do you have quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight end, but it won't be an all-star offense if they don't have good linemen? So okay. I'm just going to point that out. Because,
0: because linemen are the most forgotten position are. in sports until years later after they retire and people realize that they were very good at what they did. Yeah. But anyway, my pick for quarterback is Peyton Manning out of the uh, five. Okay, What's yours? I'm not going to like this. Obviously, as a Dolphins guy. Oh, here we go. Tom Brady. I have to pick him. The guy, I mean, you, he, you, 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 yeah. I mean, I get no it. matter what, cheating and obviously pictures of him crying like a little baby bitch. I mean, the guy when he's on the field. I mean, obviously under the Belichick system, he was a fucking dog. He would, he would have a lead, and suddenly this guy would just go into overdrive, make a couple throws, and suddenly they're back right in the game with no issues. Um And he did it for a very long time, still doing it. I mean, obviously, yeah, I think even this year, at 40, was he 44 years old?
1: I think he's, yeah, I think he's 44, 45, whichever. forty-four, forty-five? 44,
0: 45, might have made him a 99 overall.
1: Yeah, it was, come on.
0: So, this guy, obviously, even his advanced age, he's still slinging it, still throwing it. Um, but you know guys. why?
1: You know why? Because his offensive line protects him. Yeah.
0: That's all I'm going to say. All he's right. had a he's had a great offensive line his entire career. Uh and obviously the one time he didn't, uh he I think he tore his ACL. That first was 08, of the season. I believe. Oh uh, eight. Same year Miami Dolphins went eleven and five and then, got of sma- that. and then got smashed in the playoffs. But we'll not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, so yeah, that's my pick for quarterback. Don't like it, but if you want to have somebody on the field that can Get you, get you. Even if you're down, get you into a game. That's the guy right there. But I will admit, Peyton Manning was my second, my second closest. Right. Because even I'm looking at this list now. To be honest with you, Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre in the 2000s. I mean, other than maybe up to like 2004 or five, the guy was already past his prime, ready to go.
1: If but you know had, what? He had his. I think his best year, and I may be wrong about this. But I think his best year being a quarterback was when he was with the Vikings. He had that one solid year. So I really think his one of his best seasons ever was with the Vikings. Yeah. But so, the Saints picked him off
0: and went to the Super Bowl and won. Kind but, of, I know. Remember, I remember that call. The guy threw the, the um Farf threw the interception, and the guy in the commentary was like, "And there's another interception <laughs> by Brett Farf." And the guy was like, "Come on, man, you can't make a throw like that. I know. It's but a Super Bowl you know on the line."
1: <laughs> that's history, dude. All right, so what's what's your um,
0: what's your uh, running back pick? Oh man, that's a tough list. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean that's pretty much obvious. Adrian Pearson. No yeah, you know but. what. That's, no that's bones about it. No bones about it. What's yours? Same. Adrian Peterson. Yeah,
1: I mean... I, there's there's no question about it.
0: You look at this list, I mean, obviously Marshall Falk, greatest show on turf, great running back. Um, Sean Alexander, also a great running back, but he had like a short kind of run. Didn't have long enough of a time that I could say, hey, I can rely on this guy. Danian Tomlinson, he probably was closest um, to who I probably would pick if Adrian Pearson wasn't on this list. Same as soon as I Adrian Pearson. Lt. Yeah, Adrian Pearson on this list. Obviously, Edgerrin James. He was with Peyton for a few years, so that he was helped good. Him. But he I don't. I, I
1: mean, yeah, you're right. It, it did help him, but I don't think he.
0: I don't think he should be on this list. Honestly, yeah, I think Sean Alexander. I think he squeaks out on this list, but yeah, Edward yeah. James. I think they just didn't have enough running backs to kind of throw on this list. What well, about would've... Brian Westbrook? Westbrook is... Hell, Brian can... Westbrook, yeah, he should be on that list. Hell, you can even put uh, Ricky Williams.
1: Ricky Williams is
0: fantastic too. 2002 to 2004, the guy was on a tear before he uh, decided to smoke the weed. No. So, Same thing with uh, Josh Gordon, right? hmm But Adrian Peterson, I mean the guy's I mean, he 2000s, he was a beast towards ACL, comes back, has one of the greatest rushing seasons. Yeah. Almost almost one of the greatest rushing seasons in NFL history. He was only nine yards short of breaking the record. I remember that too when he was
1: all about it. He was
0: nine yeah. yards short. But can I just
1: say honestly, out of this whole running back group, how do you not pick Adrian Peterson? Like I understand Marshall Falk. he was a great he was a great running back. But
0: Adrian Peterson solidified that position for a long time. Yeah. Because we're only talking about 2000 to 2009. Right. When you just talk about that bless Marshall Falk. I think he's a great running back. He is great. 2000s back. Well, he was. the guy was pretty much after that greatest show on turf when they won the championship, he wasn't as highly productive as he was after that yeah the, the Danian thompson very productive i mean the guy damn near carried the chargers for years yeah he did he really did sean alexander another guy i think he was there to carry the seahawks when they were in their bad years Edridge and james obviously he had peyton manning peyton manning that's that's the guy i mean hey, I think any uh, running back, any running back could have been with Peyton Manning, and they probably, either a, they probably wouldn't have seen a lot of touches because the guy threw like 40, 50 passes a game, right? But he was also a very good running back. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I mean, look at the look at the, uh, the when he came in, look at the quarterbacks they had. I don't think they had a quarterback. I think Dante Culpepper was already on his way out. Yeah, he was. They had a bunch of nobodies. I know they had some decent receivers, but I remember those years, that was Adrian Peterson's team. When Adrian Peterson oh, ran, of course. that was, like, it.
1: All right, so let's move on to the first batch of wide receivers.
0: Okay. I'll you got go Randy
1: you. Moss, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Reggie Wayne, Isaac Bruce, and Larry Fitzgerald. This was actually a really tough choice, but it was it was a tough choice because they're really good wide receivers, man. I mean, mm-hmm. each one of them were, was a stud. But if my pick, honestly, is Terrell Owens. That that that's my pick. Really? I mean, he Terrell, mm-hmm. to me, Terrell Owens was just he was physical. He was he was jumping at that ball. He he knew the game. He I mean, he just was an all out stud. And I I would definitely have Terrell Owens, even though despite his drama with the teams, like, we're not talking about that. I'm just talking about straight, strict football. He was a receiver that I picked. Definitely.
0: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. I'm actually going with Randy Moss. Really? Yeah. I say Randy Moss. I thought you were going to say Larry
1: Fitzgerald for a moment.
0: No. Well, Larry was a... A close third for me. I probably would have said, in my order, if you're looking at just this list, top three, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. The reason I say Randy Moss is this guy, even though, you know, obviously, same thing with T.O., always talking, always whatever. I think with Randy Moss, he, he was more in control than Terrell Owens. I think Terrell Owens... Rollins was very good, but he always got in his own way A Wait, but i'm not
1: I'm not talking about I'm not talking to talk about drama off the field I'm just saying like by the graphic oh just
0: on the field yeah. performance wise yeah yeah so then was oh oh then I would still say Randy Moss hundred percent right I mean my God, look at that year when he played on the Patriots and suddenly the Patriots were undefeated going into the Super Bowl
1: yeah I remember <laughs>
0: the guy completely changed the entire offense. He actually made Tom Brady have to throw deep. Tom Brady never threw deep passes or at least a lot. Randy Moss. He had a Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy Moss, you throw a deep, whatever. I mean, good, my God. I mean, you think Dante Culpepper would have been an elite or at least a good enough quarterback. If he didn't have Randy Moss, the guy just chucked it down the field. And that was Randy Moss catching the ball. Um, the guy was really good as a player. Um, Wish he wish he was a Dolphin at some point, but that never happened. I think no. they were, at one point, they were trying to get him. But Randy Moss was a, a great player. He, obviously tall, lanky, he can move. Um, and, you know, you just throw it up there and you he, he got the ball. Oh, obviously, yeah. Terrell, Terrell was like that too, but I think Terrell was better in terms of route running. He was better in route running because he can get he, himself some space. Physical he route running, physical. yes. Randy I had mean, more. Randy had the hands. He had the height, so he was able to jump over his defenders and catch the ball. But like you said, yeah, Randy Terrell Owens, physical.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, he was a beast, a legitimate beast. My, I mean, out of the out of the five, I said honestly, mine was T.O. Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Those were that was basically you and I are similar, except the first and two
0: are swapped. Because he first and um, second, I'm sorry. Terrell Owens was hurt, I think, in the Super Bowl, right when they lost. The yeah, his Richards. um, yeah, his foot, yeah. yeah, his foot was messed up. So, so could you imagine a healthy T.O. I think even he still he still caught some balls in that game. He did, yeah, he saw catches, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, so. All right, so let's move on to the second batch of wide receivers. You you take the lead on this
0: one. This one's a little bit more muddled. I think if it was just the first row, I can honestly tell you my two receivers in that row. I know. Right? This one's a little bit more more open because these ones are less flashy guys. These are the type of dudes that, you know, once they catch the ball, they kind of make their own they're like the, they're like those yak guys. You ever heard of yak, yards yeah. after catch. Yeah. Those guys where they catch it and then they're they make their own plays.
1: I think that's why they put that there. hmm
0: in this list, and you're gonna probably going to be a little shocked with me. Man. I'd probably go with Heinz Ward.
1: Really? Heinz Ward, why?
0: Heinz Ward, he was an all-around player. He's another guy that was, at points, physical. Because I know he loved blocking. He was a blocking receiver. He was a guy that, even if he didn't get the ball... He was very physical with whoever was blocking. He didn't mind laying a hit on a guy. And when he caught that ball, good luck trying to get him down sometimes because he can, he, he'll try to shed yeah, off. He was, you.
1: he was a physical guy. Yeah, very
0: phys, Very physical guy. I mean, I know you're not a, obviously, you, you're not a big Steelers guy. Um, but, you know, if you talk about a Pittsburgh Steeler, Hines Ward is a Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, a guy that even though he was on the defensive, which is what Pittsburgh's always famous for, he was like the, the the dude on that team. I mean, you had that guy on that line as a corner, I'd probably be afraid to line up with him because he'd probably hit you in the mouth. Well, of course. And so that you know, that's kind of my pick out of all this. Obviously, Chad Johnson, I mean, the guy, another guy like T.O., physical guy, throw it up there. He'll catch it. Uh, Steve Smith. He's probably like my third. That's a guy where you're not expecting him to get every catch, um, but he's a smaller guy. But you know, he's another guy that's also physical, and he'll play to the end. But Heinz uh, Ward out of this list, I think he's my favorite to have on my team.
1: Mm-hmm. What's yours, Heinz Ward? Yeah. I mean, like you stated, it's just the fact that he was able to block and catch and get physical, you have three and one. So how do you argue against that? I think, honestly, in that five, the group of the five wide receivers, how do you not pick Hines Ward? Like, I understand Terry Holt. Like, I, I got that. right. Marvin Harrison, eh. Chad Johnson, eh. Steve Smith, he was my number two. And I think Terry Holt was my third. I don't even consider uh, Chad Johnson in my um, lineup at all. I mean, to me, I think he was just too small. And um, that's just my opinion. But yeah, Heinz Ward, for sure.
0: Yeah, and not even mentioning, I didn't even mention Marvin and Holt. I like Marvin. Obviously, like I said again, same thing I said about Edrigen James. He spent a lot of years with Peyton Manning. Yeah. You learn the Peyton Manning system, you'll do well in the Peyton Manning system. Uh, Torrey Holt, same thing with um, with Falk. After, you know, Gray Show on turf, he didn't really hear his name a lot. You know, obviously, um, Kurt Warner, he fell off badly after that. And I don't know how long he lasted in the league after that. But obviously, you didn't hear his name a lot. But, you know, those other two guys, good players. But you know, when you're in a system that, you know, you got a quarterback that can throw to you, you know, you got that, you 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 know, you're gonna you're gonna be good automatically. There's no way you can be bad unless you try to be bad on purpose.
1: Right. All right, so tight ends, right? This this to me, this was probably the toughest decision out of the entire graphic. You first have Tony Gonzalez. Antonio Gates, Jason Witten, Dallas Clark, Jeremy Shockey. This was definitely the toughest to pick. Um, I, I'm gonna have to give my first choice would be Tony Gonzalez.
0: Tony Gonzalez, yeah,
1: yeah. I I, I really have to give it to him. It was tough because I I was either gonna pick Tony Tony Gonzalez or Jason Witten. Those two are just so reliable. They are efficient. They're reliable. They catch. They can block. They do it all. And I, my first pick is definitely Tony Gonzalez. I think Tony Gonzalez was more physical compared to Jason Witten. But that was that's just my two cents on it. But yeah, Tony Gonzalez for me. Okay.
0: And then Jason Witten.
1: After Jason Witten, I'd probably have to go Antonio Gates.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's me. Obviously, you know, mine. I gave it away as a tight end. Mine's Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm I don't like the Cowgirls, but one thing I respect is the players on that field, True. and one of those guys I respect very well is Jason Witten. He went through a couple QBs, you know, obviously Tony Romo, he went through Dak Prescott, I don't know who's in between that, but with Jason Witten, the guy had a, a system that worked for him, which is get up to the middle of the field, turn, get separation get the ball you might not ever get yards after catch on him, but if you needed a first down jason winton was your guy um he was a guy that can get himself in the open field they called him mr dependable every quarterback that played with him they immediately could say i'm gonna get the ball to him i'm guaranteed a catch he didn't drop many balls and he was really dependable obviously my second would have been tony gonzalez big guy physical um could get you know can wasn't easy to get down no you could trust him to get it done Mm, you could trust him to get it done he actually reminds me a lot right now of um the current guy right now uh mark andrews in baltimore right now Lamar jackson would not be where he was if it wasn't for him and he has a lot of similarities to tony gonzalez big guy catches the ball, and then he can make his own play. Um, and you yeah. got a guy like that. Antonio Gates, same same dude, another dependable hands. I mean, the guy played for, what, how long? 10-plus years, 15-plus years? Yeah, he did. He, he carried retired, the Chargers. Carried the Chargers. Yep. Uh, and Philip Rivers, every time he needed, he needed another receiver showed up. Antonio Gates was there, showed up for him. Uh, Dallas Clark, obviously, another Cowboy. He was second behind Witten, but he was very good. I don't know, Dallas Clark. Yeah, he was second behind Witten. Uh, very good. He was a Cowboy. He was a Colt. I'm sorry. But he's another guy. Same thing. I have to come back to it again with Dallas Clark. When you got Peyton Manning. You can't do wrong. So you see the similarity
1: there? You got a Colt and Peyton Manning. You have a you have a tight end in Dallas Clark. You got a wide receiver in Reggie Wayne. You see, and then you have Etter, Ettergen James, if I said it correctly. You mm-hmm. see how there was there was literally a cult in every section
0: because the Colts were just good. Probably no, it's because
1: you had freaking Peyton
0: Manning. Peyton Manning, and but they couldn't finish. They no, only they got couldn't. One, they only got one championship out of that squad. That's when so. they versed the Bears. Mm. The Bears. Jeremy Shockey, he shouldn't be on this list. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I like Jeremy Shockey. He shouldn't be on this list. No. Not at all. You know who should be on this list? And you might hate me on this one. I like Greg Olson should have been on this list. I would have picked Olson? him. I, I mean, like Greg Olson.
1: I could see Greg Olson being on this list, honestly, but
0: I don't know. I only want I, him on this I, list. I, only I want like
1: Brent him... Selick. Uh,
0: Brent Selick, yeah. Brent Selick, yeah. He's got here because you're, you're an Eagles guy. So, yeah, Brent, Brent, <laughs> <but> look, <laughs> Brent Selleck was a Stubbs, And yeah, he went through good. a
1: few. He went through Kevin Cobb. Okay, listen to that. Through mm-hmm. Cobb. He went through Michael Vick. Um, Obviously, you know, yeah, he had Donovan McNabb. I don't know, man. I, I just think Brent Selleck is a great quarterback. He also had Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. Come on, I mean you're t- and he had numbers. He had numbers. He was reliable. He could block. I'm telling you, I just I think Brent Selick should be on this list, not Shocky.
0: Just saying. Yeah, I would. Ha- I would have um, Greg, just because you know my man G Reg. He knows how to rap. Okay. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> drop your jaws so you can see my third leg. All right. <laughs> yeah. If people don't know what I'm talking about, Greg Olson, when he was at Miami, they had, I guess, a crew of guys and they came up with a rap and they called it the 7th Floor. I think it was a 7th Floor rap. University of Miami. And Greg came out and it just throws you off. Because I think he had like the best lyrics out of all of them. But I won't get into it because the lyrics are kind of vulgar. But if you ever do, look up University of Miami, 7th Floor. I'm telling you guys right now, you will not be disappointed.
1: You know, can I just say, Shockey shouldn't be in here again. Because I thought Heath Miller was great. Vernon Davis, I mean, come on. Come on. You're telling me that those guys didn't make the list? I'm, I'm sorry. I, Todd Heap,
0: come on. This list is a little biased when it comes to Titans. There's definitely better Titans out there that should be on this list and they're not. Jeremy Shockey, hey. Good guy, but come on now. There's better guys out there. You're right on that. So,
1: yeah, they I mean, Heath Miller and Vernon Vernon Davis. They should have
0: been on the list. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, you know Greg Olson. I give you that one.
0: He should be on the list too. Yeah, he wasn't a guy that wasn't high on anybody's mark, but he was also another guy that was dependable. I mean, he 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 was there uh, a lot of times. So he's he's another guy you give a you give a chance to so so I think uh we are I think it's pretty much about everything we wanted to talk about today is there anything else you want to talk about
1: no I think we did uh, I think we talked about most of what we wanted to talk about
0: okay well I guess we're going to end it there uh, I want to thank you guys for listening um, obviously coming back from a month off we uh Almost forgot how to do this, but uh, I think we got (laughs) finally back to the end. Um, Obviously, we'll be back with more episodes. I'm not going to put a guarantee on when they'll come out, but we'll have those episodes out. Um, Obviously, as we're recording this, we haven't released um, our podcast yet with our first and second episodes, but I think now will be our time to drop it. So uh, please let us know. What do you guys think? Um, if there's anything that we need to make change to uh, please let us know uh, I'd like to thank you guys for listening uh, on behalf of myself Marino my guy Trevor uh, thank you and we'll see you on the next episode deuces peace out hey Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you have any topics that you want to talk about or just any questions you know, that we might talk over in the episodes, uh, you can send it to our new email. That is oreopod9395 at gmail.com. That is O-R-E-O-P-O-D-9395 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.